1: Nico, this is in your key, dude. It is? Start with Uh, me. Yeah.
2: What chord are you playing? What chord? A
1: modified D minor.
2: Point my mic at my instrument. Microphone
1: not set up. <laughs> yeah. Woo! All right, all right, everybody. It stop, it. stop jerking around, guys. This is serious. We got things to talk about. We got podcasts to pod about. Pan pan Hands hand over to the left.
0: Hand pan hand over to yeah, the left. Yeah, we got
1: casts <laughs> to cast. Um, I think it's clear that Nick is the real vagabond in this group, given that he's both playing mandolin and a street accordion at the same time. Yeah, street
3: it's accordion. that like desert trader music, you know, out in that shanty yeah. town. Hey, Will you do Christmas? Talk about the
2: street accordion for a second here. And also, can can I drone it for a moment? Yeah, dude. So mm-hmm. it's a, it's called a shruti box and it's Oh, excuse me? A shruti box. A shruti box. A shruti
3: box. Like a, a, a shruti Dwight shruti box? box. You are shruti. <laughs> you are shruti. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's, a, that's one
3: for the books. Um all right, no, not I'm to hold- be confused with you,
2: why I'm, I'm holding the Shruti box. Do you want me to start playing okay, it right now or about it? don't play it until the, one of the notes
3: is open, or else you're going to pump air into nothing and it'll pop it. So you got to oh. make sure you... So this is like wow. an accordion. It's an Eastern instrument used in Turkey and I think like Asia Minor a lot, but it's like a really old, old instrument. And it basically creates an acoustic drone, like almost a synth drone. Yeah, it's no, really it's, cool. it's very
0: calming. It's very it's peaceful. Very,
3: it's used in medicine a lot, like, very like yoga and healing and meditation. Okay, All I right. can see that. So, so you're gonna want to select your root note. I did. I and, feel like the cool. tones
0: like resonate with my nerves. You know, yeah, like man. it hits you like on a deep level. With your bones.
3: Yeah, and you kind of pump it like a like you want to pump it before the breath is over. If that makes oh, sense. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So like, so so going? start with a nice big one. Start with a nice big
0: breath. Yeah, take a and big breath. And just
3: slowly, slowly like <gasps> pump it. Yeah.
0: Wait, where's the noise coming from? Is it the little holes on the outside? Yeah. So point the mics, point the mic uh, on the outside here. Yeah, there you go. There you and now,
3: go.
1: Yeah, and now open it up before it's In the done. sands of time, there was a man looking for the perfect sound. Yeah. So
3: this is like you just roll up in the desert, and it's like the post-apocalypse,
1: you know? and like. The wind whipped hard on his chiseled face. <laughs> his skin like leather. Try hey, out, we should try consider making our up. own music for corridor videos sometime.
0: Yeah right. <laughs> yeah. So back. have you guys ever thought about making a band called like the the, the Stay G. Here,
1: the Stay Here and Don't Move, <laughs> the Place the, of the, Last the Resort, withheld.
0: the <laughs> the Obtain, the, yeah. ma- the Maintain. That's that's a good band name. The Maintain. The high, How about the High Tower?
2: The High Tower. Jacob, hit you with a D minor. All right, here we go. Let me get this capo off of here.
1: My confidence when it comes to musical abilities are so low. Brent,
3: you can play this one. You definitely can play the shooty Box. I can probably play the shooty Box.
0: Is it the shooty Box? Like, shoot 'em up? Shruti. 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 Like, a shruti. like a Like a shruti. shruti. I don't a box. Shruti. shruti box. Yeah, it creates this very, like, moody, atmospheric sound. And podcast listeners today were not prepared for the ultimate chill session. Welcome guys are ready to, to chill. the <laughs> If you're still awake at this point, I... That's, uh, uh,
2: Nick, where did you find <laughs> that thing, man? I How did you to- even learn about that?
1: <laughs> yeah. Where does one discover an instrument of this nature? Um, there's a... I went down a rabbit hole of Turkish folk music.
0: <laughs> you found this in a rabbit hole? <laughs> Dude, yes.
3: I went down like a YouTube rabbit hole of Turkish folk music. There's like some channel that I can't even read the name of. I literally can't yeah. read it. I don't know yeah. how don't to read it. But uh, it's uh, really cool w- music. Forget. And there's some lady in this jam session playing one of these things. And I was just huh. like, dang, that's really cool. Like, what is this acoustic synth? <laughs> yeah. <I want> it. <laughs> so yeah, I, I looked it up and then like, uh you you can order them online. So not Amazon though, but not on Amazon. Okay, it's made in like freaking. I mean, I love the the tag on it. It's like made in some random country like Timbuktu. Manaj Kumar
2: Sardar and brothers, sons of Kagan Sardar. They're the ones oh. you want. Kagan Sardar are the
3: are the guys.
1: Mm. No, s- joking. Sardar, and sardar. sardar. For when you're looking for analog synth notes, <laughs> consider no one else but Cog and Sardar.
2: Honestly. You can reach them at monojkrsardar at, at gmail.com. Dude, <laughs> shout out
3: sardar brothers this guy yeah. just got a free um, shout out i'm gonna level up like in a couple of years when i can afford it like they have these like m- like this times four where it's just like you get like four octaves
1: oh, really? to mess with wow. Yeah. so you
3: can like double them up and like it's just the chill accordion does, your- exactly does it
1: does it still come in a briefcase though i hope so it's kind of
3: like a big briefcase it's like this because big-
1: <laughs> one of the coolest things about that would be the ability to walk with it anywhere and then you open it and then like three yeah. more accordions
3: <laughs> 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 Russian accordions okay. yeah and they're Mesting all different accordions. octaves <laughs> I think the goal is eventually that like we all can bring our musical instruments on the one wheel and go on like a desert ride yeah. where we're just like going through the desert playing
2: I have to get a little mini handpan they make yes. those by the way like little tiny ones like I mean they're still like 18 inches across or something Yeah, but
0: just... 18 inches that's like a pizza. That's still pretty big.
2: Yeah. It's so enough to just have on a little That's still strap pretty big. A little bang pizza bang. pan. Yeah, yeah, you hold on your hand you just go boom boom. Pizza bong. pan. What's, What's the, the diameter there? of this one? Twenty-one inches. Uh, she's a beast. I mean So the she's mini one is three inches shorter. <laughs> well it's also shallower. It's just you know, volume. I guess. Nico, you. did you
3: did you introduce your new daughter to us? Yeah. <laughs> to, <laughs> My to the daughter. To the... Audience? Sorry, Milo,
2: you... now you're a second child. Uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah we did a little bit in the last episode um okay but I've gotten a lot better well, relatively, at like playing this because I've started to like figure out where the chords are and you know just the techniques to make it sound good stainless steel is a little bit different than like other stuff i actually got like a little tripod to set it on and like it's so resonant that it actually doesn't quite wow. sound that great it's like it's it like, like drowns itself wha- out. You're like whoa. Whoa. <laughs> if you, so, so if you stand it on too close to it and
1: move, it vibrates. Yeah, it and actually does. And, like, ah. and like
3: yeah, you're right. Uh ah. And this one has a little note on the bottom too, which is really cool. Your other one
2: didn't have that, right? My other one did yeah. not have that. So I have a really big scale. What? Sorry. And oh, that's wow. A lot Look at you. <laughs> Dore fossil. So There's the new intro, jingle
1: Exactly. For yeah. <laughs> yeah. You should do the sound of, we should do a sound of music remake with that thing. Yes. Always done. I've never seen that movie, but let's go. You've never seen that movie? I haven't oh. seen the sound of music. That's a it's a classic, man. You should watch it. I know really. I gotta see it.
0: Yeah, didn't don't they kill Hitler at the end of it? I think so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Or with was it music, they, they killed
3: a bunch the sound of bad waves guys. Are so strong. <laughs> <laughs> the Sound of Music. is What
1: killed him? Sound of Music is great, and it's got a bunch of really good songs to it, and it's really well shot. And it's it gets written off as like a cheesy old movie, but it's actually really really well done.
2: It's did you guys ever see the movie? Did you ever see the movie Bedknobs and Broomsticks? Do you remember yeah. the movie? Uh yes. Bed-nobs? Isn't
0: that with like the teleporting bed or that that could fly? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Something no. like that. Hence the bedknobs. Yeah. The bedknobs. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> so. I watched the movie a whole bunch. I was really into it, mainly for the last thing. It was kind of like a follow up to Mary Poppins, where they had like the whole like live characters against cartoons. Right. Yeah. And okay. hey, uh, did that? they also use
0: that crazy like special probably, patented crystal for probably. that one? The
2: the And what's that? The, the sulfur crystal. Who's the actress from Murder She Wrote?
0: Hmm. I don't know. She's dead. Well, she was in it oh, too. Okay.
2: Uh, but sorry, that was a joke on murder. <laughs> hey, not. I don't think she was <laughs> murdered. Oh, I see what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> she might still be alive. <laughs> uh (laughs) anyways the reason i bring that up is i don't tell you if you remember this ren so she's a witch she's like a benevolent witch and you know she's taking them all these different lands and they're going to do all these different crazy things but at the end it's it's set in britain during world war ii and the germans invade their town Mm. and so Mm -hmm. they go Mm -hmm. down to the local history museum and reanimate all the suits of armor so that there's reanimated armor fighting nazis and what? yeah they're like shooting him with machine guns and like i've never heard of this yeah it's like you know to like five-year-old nico this is the coolest thing ever i mean it's still uh, pretty dang cool but you know you
0: watched a lot of really old movies as a kid you brought up freaking flubber the old flubber. original flubber movie Such that i didn't even movie. know existed wait like the <laughs> one with the robin, robin williams or robin? the one yeah the black and what? white one yeah the black and white <laughs> didn't you shoot that episode of visual effects artist react or was no, that dean
3: that, i didn't shoot that one um okay. Wow, I didn't know Flubber had a, a pre a pre Flubber. You didn't know it's pre-flubber? called pre Flubber. Pre Flubber. The acting professor. Whoa. Okay, that's not what I meant.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Angela you Lansbury, by the way, is her name. Angela Lansbury. Okay. <laughs> Nigel Lansbury.
3: Lansbury. So, Nigel so. Yeah, um, I
2: mean here check the, you know we can't really show people yeah um, no it's not podcast. good to show
0: video it's not good to watch videos so, during this podcast because no one yeah. else can see it was them. it CG or stop motion not even suits of armor no it's like a
2: bunch of like crazy puppetry to, to make like invisible suits of armor just like walking through can you just put a person mists. in the
3: suit of armor look this they end? even got
2: they got horses they got people <laughs> mounted on like floating horses they're like we promise there's no actual people in these <laughs> anytime, <armors>. there's, <laughs> anytime there's sci-fi
1: creations fighting and, Nazis I mean you pretty much have a home run of a piece yeah. right there and there's no special effects
2: don't show me Don't. there's no visual effects let's
0: this oh they even no. made a movie it's about all Nazis practical. fighting Nazis. Wait, then how Valkyrie. do they do that? That's still a magic trick. We could talk about See, that one, at, like, right? tomorrow. we are
2: shooting these knights down with their mounted machine guns, and these kids are like, wow. Oh, dude, this is like Goonies status, <laughs> man. Like yeah. pre-Goonies. This is like everything I'm about. <laughs> Reanimated knights. Like, imagine if Harry Potter took place in World War II, and it's wizards versus like German soldiers. Like, how cool would this that be? A I mean, that sounds pretty sweet. Yeah, it's overdue. Bad sweet. knobs and broomsticks.
0: Hey, are we ever gonna do tactical wizards?
2: Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm working on it. We were just talking about we, that. We were really? talking about Earlier it Earlier today. Oh, okay. Were Should I stop talking it? about it? No, then. no. Let's talk about it. Like, D&D. there's nothing wrong with talking
0: about an idea. Because you designed your whole freaking D and D son of a dungeon character after like what you hope <laughs> to be like a tactical wizard. Like yeah. Imagine like just the most like kitted out wizard <laughs> that's like an assassin.
2: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Because like nobody, you know, either if you have wizard stuff and magic stuff, it's either Harry Potter or it's. Marvel, you don't really have anything else like there's no good solid medieval fantasy wizard stuff that's like got the modern action movie approach or feel to it. It's always goofy or it's always kid oriented.
0: I mean, there's the King Arthur, does that kind of kid? Merlin? Is like the, the new, the new, wizard. the what's the guy, R- <laughs> the, the guy King, the King, King the
2: right? sword,
0: was,
3: it? was it or was it is it my thing of a different one? Legends of Gaul. I've been I've <laughs> no, to it's... Merlin's grave by the way. Why the real yeah. Merlin? What? The real
2: Merlin has a real grave. I didn't in even know France. Merlin was real, dude. Yep. You're blowing my mind right now. Yeah, it's this rock, like this old like. <laughs> it's a rock. <laughs> it's what, what was it like. There's these like monoliths. Is like rock. Oh yeah. Remember like, the Gauls used to have their like their yeah. or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So there's like something like that that's like ancient.
3: Estella,
1: Astelli,
2: something like Steli? that. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah just where, where in France is this? Um, I think it's in like central southern France. Something like that. It's kind okay. of, it's in the forest where the King Arthur legends are supposed to have taken mm. place. I thought this took in place France. in England. No, it okay. took place in France. Oh. <laughs> huh. Yeah. So they went from England to
1: Gaul to look for the Holy Grail? <sighs> the Gaul of them. I, maybe.
3: I don't know. Like, but they went to Jerusalem or... Uh, that's Indiana Jones.
2: Sorry, I'm um. really getting it mixed up.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, I think you're. Right. I think and when they, they got go down go to, France, to Jerusalem,
2: they found these crystal skulls. Uh. Yeah. About, about 18 miles west of Rennes, the forest of Pimpon is all that remains of the vast forest that covered the ancient inland Brittany, a.k.a. Argoat. Legend has it that the 25 square miles of woodland is also the location of mythical Brosliandier, the forest of King Arthur. Where was this place near? It's a lot of speculation. Rennes in France. I don't know. Dude. Sherwood <laughs> Wait, Forest <laughs> is, is my Arthur legend. R E N N
3: E. I'm I'm a Sherwood boy. <laughs> okay,
1: okay. It isn't Sherwood uh isn't that the other guy, Robin Hood? Oh shoot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs>
4: anyway,
1: where's whatever. our where's our That's resident Englishman Scott when you need to clarify some of this?
2: Yeah. So back to Tactical Wizards, I suppose though. So like the, the idea here is like to do a Tactical fight scene, but it's with wizards using their magic. So, like, instead of like a flashbang, or like, say, you know, like uh, if you played Rainbow Six, you remember like the door breaches, mm-hmm. right? Where you put the charge on the door and you can blow the door in. So, imagine instead the magical equivalent of that is like the soldiers are ready to breach. You have all your like guardsmen there with their crossbows, and then the wizard comes up, takes out like a, a bucket of blood, paints a rune on the door, and sits back, says an incantation. The door shatters and the pieces fly in. But then they freeze in the air, soldiers run into the room, and then the the wizard whispers one more word and then the pieces of the door go and they come back and reform the door. You know? Like Whoa. Imagine doing a door breach, but with yeah. magic, you know? You What's know, like? I I know a program that could simulate this.
0: <laughs> so yeah. it's like Speaking a mix of it's, it's real DD. <laughs> Harry. Yeah, it's real DD. It's basically all the, the, the
2: program cool, Harry. All the cool action scenes you imagine when you play DD, but actually directed and executed. As an authentic- we, sh-
1: we should just call it Real d d or something like that instead of Tactical Wizards, because Tactical Wizards makes it sound like it's guys in wizards costumes as SWAT. Yeah, that, I mean, that, that's I mean kind of, that was kind of the that's idea. That's what I'm imagining. <laughs> well, yeah, but I'm talking about like modern times with M4s and yeah. like SWAT gear, but they just have beards.
2: Kind of. That's, that's where does
1: the wizardry come in.
2: I mean, like, but I wouldn't put in like you know rubber boots and Kevlar vests, but they'd still have like the modern equivalent of that, you know. Oh, like, so it's
1: it's taking place in modern times.
2: No, it's taking place in a time where people have magic and can make anything they want. So it's like, what would your high end adventure garb look like? You know, you're not going to be some scrub running yeah. around with a potato sack on your feet. Like, Probably, no, of course like, neutral, not. But I'm saying, like, like really you're...
3: nice hand leather.
1: <laughs> yeah, aesthetically.
2: Is it like medieval fantasy or is it modern? It's medieval fantasy, but taking cues from the practicality of modern. Okay. So they're wearing uh, boots. Okay. So they're the soldiers
0: pants. would be wearing like classic metal armor rather than Kevlar.
3: Right. It sounds gotcha. very Shrek to me, you know how they have like the yeah. knights like doing like like doing a traffic stop and stuff, <laughs> like like the yeah. fairies and stuff.
2: I mean any like, or you know, Lord of the Rings is a decent like reference of like the high-end elves and rangers and like kind of what they're wearing there. But like just pare down the Fantasy imagery a little bit and like step it towards practicality, step it towards like actual like, you know, what did the the king's best soldiers wear, you know, like in real life in in, you know, the medieval times, like or, you know, right at the beginning of the Renaissance, like what's the pinnacle of technology and skill and craftsmanship for combat, you know, suits and weapons like that's kind of what we're looking at. Dude, can we thread, in, can we thread in <laughs>
1: some, like, situational comedy? Or does it have to be, like, super serious and dramatic and action-y the whole I'll, time?
2: It's not necessarily super serious, but it needs to take itself seriously.
1: Yeah,
2: Sure. Right. But, so, like,
1: the office takes itself seriously.
3: No,
0: it
1: doesn't. So, like,
2: <laughs> what is the medieval version it of, does? of a terrorist.
1: No, the
0: actors take it seriously, but the show yeah, doesn't. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. that's what uh, I guess that's what I meant. I mean, we sitter. also did... We did this, kind of wizard yeah. cops yeah. <laughs> yeah which is no not really wait is that, that of... movie bright
2: <laughs> <laughs> dude i remember so i remember when we made wizard cops and we were trying to get a movie off the ground and we're like there's so much more to explore with wizard cops and like we started talking to various like companies about it and they're like have you heard of this thing called bright and we're like no and they're like it's kind of wizard cops so yeah, and then it turned out it was it was straight up Wizard Cops. Just straight up <laughs> Wizard
3: Cops. Wizard Cops came out first. What, what do you mean it was straight up Wizard Cops? Like, is there actually a correlation?
2: It's it's almost like the less funny version of Wizard Cops. Like yeah. straight up, it's like wizards on the beat doing their police jobs in a city that happens to have magic and people all just yeah. trying to make it work. Yeah, you know, just we normal were, life.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's we're possible not, we're not suggesting it. they stole it from us. We're not. We're just saying, you know, a lot of people we're have similar ideas. We're just saying maybe,
1: maybe <laughs> it was inspired by, by
0: Wizard Cops.
2: Yeah, who knows? Maybe Max Landis washed his corridor. <laughs> yeah. Before he got
0: heavily canceled.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, don't you guys like know him and a lot of the same people? I mean, he was in the. He was like around the circles of people that we knew, but yeah, he uh he had a lot of allegations come out against him from people who are my friends, which is yeah. very strange to be so close to such a thing. Yeah. Um, but you know, kudos to the women for coming forward and saying something. So, Not yeah. yeah, it sounded
1: like he was a real piece of work. Hey guys, Brandy O'Daniel back with another amazing sponsor of today's podcast. This one, you may have heard before, that's right, Storyblocks. Why? Because Storyblocks is the complete solution for all of your stock asset needs. They are the one-stop shop, the cat's pajamas, the bee's knees, the best in the biz. That's right, Storyblocks has a virtually unlimited library of high-quality, royalty-free assets, everything from video B-roll, After Effects template music, sound effects, motion graphics, and more. They've got what you need and they're constantly updating the site. So if you ever need to go back to something out of their virtually unlimited library, it's gonna also continue to be updated. With their unlimited all access plan, you can download as much from the site whenever you want and use it in whatever kind of content you want. That's right, it's completely royalty free. And if you're a creator working with an even larger team, consider talking to your team leader about an enterprise license with storybook Now, as you know, we use Storyblocks all the time around here. It's one of the greatest tools that we have in our post-production resource kit. And if you're looking to add another tool to your toolkit, consider a subscription with Storyblocks. Just head on over to storyblocks.com slash corridorcast to get started. That's storyblocks.com slash corridorcast. Now, back to the podcast.
0: Not to change the subject too abruptly, but... I want to talk about Attack on
1: Titan. <laughs> yes. What do you want to talk about, Ren? I like it. How big are the, like Titans? the Titans? I like the Titans. Hey, guys. My name's um, Ren, and um, I like Attack on Titan. I, and I think it's kind of cool. Um,
0: Christian and Nico, how caught up are you guys? I'm about three episodes back. Three episodes? The most recent one? Okay. Okay. Um oh, but for me it doesn't matter Fine. I, spoil, spoil it just I'm spoil not going to spoil everything. it Thanks, no, I have no intention of spoiling it Wait, are you, are you caught up?
1: <laughs> no I'm, just... I'm not we Don't do friggin' <laughs> joke with me I'm, 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 wearing, I'm wearing a Route 66 hat, Ren I don't, I don't know what <laughs> There's caught up, right up on on Titan.
0: Um, I think I may have just caved Caved to what? I started reading the manga Oh, Really? <laughs> I I had I can't wait I cannot wait week to week to find out what happens next when they leave us on such
1: cliffhangers. You're like a kid coming out to his parents right now. You're like mom, dad. I started reading the main canon of the of the attack on titan series and i i don't care what anyone thinks i, I need to be my own person well there is <laughs> all a sli- we accept th- you there is a slight reason behind <laughs> it and
0: i think it's because i'm going to be making an attack on titan video
2: yeah i'm really boom.
0: digging the newest season's opening intro Blah
3: yeah i I find myself liking
0: it more and more like i used to skip it and now i'm kind of just like i'm I'm just gonna watch the intro i usually (laughs) skip this but (laughs) no no i uh so the idea behind this video is that how big are titans from attack on titan they look huge especially like the colossal titan it looks like a literal skyscraper but it's a 50 meter titan so it's or 55 45 somewhere in that range it's like 150 feet 160 feet which isn't really that tall. Like a regular, like, eight story building in downtown is as tall as the Colossal Titan. Yeah, not that tall. Just <laughs> your average eight
1: story building. To but if I was you. to put the Colossal
0: Titan on top of one of the skyscrapers in LA, it would look wrong and out of place because really? the skyscrapers would dwarf the Colossal Titan.
3: It would be really interesting to see, like, how big the wall is, too. Like yeah. the inner wall. Yeah. Because like, that's also something where it's like, In the in the show that looks so huge compared to the rest of the city.
0: Yeah. And it's like they
3: could never build that. They could never do that. But like, could they?
0: I mean uh, the premise of how they built those walls is a little complicated. It involves like basically cementing ten million people into a wall.
1: What? Totes, Totes, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, (laughs) wait, 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 wait. wait. They made a wall out of dead bodies and cement. It's called the Great Wall of of. China, Kind of. Come they on. Turned,
0: it, basically, some people got turned into some really big titans, and then those titans got really hard. Whoa!
1: <laughs> Titan wall. Yeah. That's cool. So they made a wall Sorry, to no prevent spoilers. themselves That's kind, from That's kind of a spoiler. That's kind of. I'm not a- gonna say more. They made a wall to prevent themselves from titans with dead titans. These no, actually, there's spoilers. more going on to it than <laughs> Oh Okay, movies. all right, all right. <laughs> Sounds like we're getting into spoiler alert we We're mode. getting deep into the story there.
0: But no, so it's like, I, I would love to be able to, I don't know, part of me was really inspired, inspired by the character creator video for Handsome Squidward that we did recently, and Nico and I had a moment where we were talking, and I was like, wait a minute, we can make titans. Because <laughs> I think it all has to do with the fact that they they have no genitalia, so it's yeah. like, n- yeah. and neither do the character creator models when you make them. <laughs> and so right. you can totally just like make a naked person and it's a titan, and you just scale them up to be big, make their like facial proportions kind of weird. Uh, yeah. I th- gonna do a, a little, like, little Carmichael on photoshopping
1: the on their facial facial expressions. Extra teeth, yeah, extra, yeah, yeah, yeah. lots of extra teeth. Just make
0: them weird, because that's the th- weird thing about Attack on Titan is that the titans are just weird. Mm. they are just straight up really weird unless can you we, unless we're talking about like the main the cool titans the ones that like are transforming titans those are, can, are all cool
1: can you do like a anime like graphic over the top of them not a graphic but an anime texture over the top of them so they like kind of look shading, drawn. like cell shading you could but that'd be really
0: hard well, I maybe mean, not. Actually, I don't know if it's hard. I just don't want to. I want to make these things look
1: realistic, I like mean, realistic we not, lighting, We do not choose textures. to do things because they are hard, Nico. We we that should be no reason not to do something. And <laughs> this
0: decayed. Yeah.
1: yeah,
3: you should make the Titans the crew members, like oh. just for the sake of entertainment. I think that would be that's hilarious to see. Like you is like a Titan. I
1: mean, that's not a bad idea. I've always wanted to see a naked 150 foot tall. Precisely. Yeah.
2: I didn't realize until this season that Attack on Titan is actually technically a mech show. Like almost every anime. (laughs) You know what? That's that's really weird. It's a mech show. You're not wrong at all. And it still has nukes and all that. that kind of stuff. This is it's,
0: basically just Gundam Wing, but like bio, bio Gundam Wing yeah. flesh.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it is, straight up. They just did a, took a really long way to get there and to <laughs> arrive at that trope again.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, 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 I mentioned this over the weekend on Twitter, and uh, I've already had a couple artists reach out to me willing to help uh, model some of these titans uh so far we got aaron yeager the attack titan ooh, we got ooh. uh one guy i'm talking to is gonna start designing the female titan he's already got a base layer of the beast titan well wow. um i might just like download a literal like muscle skeleton 3d model for the colossal titan because it's basically just like what does a human look like without skin that's the got colossal some titan steam coming out yeah just here. like some steam vents
1: <laughs> have you ever been um, to the bodies exhibit
0: i have yeah mm. I, I that's to what, what a human looks important. like without skin it's creepy, especially because they're yeah. real bodies in that exhibit. Right,
2: <laughs>
0: it's all real. Yeah. it's not plastic. It's just no. uh,
2: preserved. Yeah. By the way, you guys remember that Attack on Titan game that we were like really into back in the day?
0: Oh, that that like indie one that wasn't like an official, technically yeah, it was released still the game? best Attack
2: on Titan game ever come out. <laughs> Do you know there's a second one about to come out, and it's like way better graphics. It's not VR. Whoa! No, not VR. The be nuts, though. I mean,
0: there's a VR mod. They're, close, they're, uh, you but... can. There's a game on SideQuest that's Attack on Titan. For oh yeah. the
2: Quest Two. I saw it. I. It's I've, probably I've really dinky, it. but yeah. I
0: mean, probably. I don't know. The motion when you start like flying around like that, you, you start dealing with dangerous motion sickness territory. Mm, yeah.
2: That is potentially an issue. <clears throat> so something interesting about Attack on Titan is, you know, so they have all these crazy giants and they're like in cities and they're fighting. And animating that is really, really difficult. And you can usually tell when there's going to be a big fight scene in an episode when there's, like, a lot of still shots before. Like, when people are talking (laughs) and the camera just, like, cuts to the table and it cuts to a window and it cuts to the feet. (laughs) You know, it's like when it's just, like, avoiding animation. That's because they're saving the animation budget for, like, the fight scenes. But in this season, there's so much action with big titans that they actually went with the new studio not because they could draw it better, but because the new studio could do 3D models of the Titans, but have them look hand-drawn. Mm. So anytime there's a Titan on screen now, it's a 3D model, um, but it's hmm. animated to look like it's hand-drawn. Yeah, it's, it's pretty convincing.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's pretty well done.
2: Yeah,
1: That's what I was saying. You could do that.
0: Yeah, but then it looks like a cartoon.
1: <laughs> I know. It'd probably look cooler as a body. Just do the whole video. Do, Well, like, my point is,
0: like, someone's already doing that. The show is
1: doing that. Wait, 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 wait. What if the whole video we turn into, we do a cartoon texture on it, or an anime texture on it, and the whole video looks like
2: it's animated? Jake, we would have to literally invent a new uh, way of... Doing computer visual science <laughs> to pull that Nico, out. We choose to go to what the moon for? <laughs> Beca- In this decade, knowing
1: that it is hard. We choose to go for four things and other things. Going to the moon
3: is nothing. Ren's about to put a three sixty camera, sorry, one eighty camera. On a falcon. (laughs) Yes. Can we talk about that? We haven't talked about that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was a good segue. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Good segue, Uh, Nick. It hasn't happened yet, so I've been avoiding telling anyone about that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um But yeah, so we've had so okay, first off, today is the launch date of the Insta360 Go Two, which is kind of my (laughs) favorite camera right now it's your go-to camera it's my go-to Hashtag camera
1: not sponsored
0: <laughs> yeah this is not sponsored he right that now joke on his own by the way
3: that was totally independent of our the, jo- of well, our, the our, joke the joke, joke. <laughs>
1: actually nick the joke was sponsored
0: oh dang it
1: yeah, we are doing just, a sponsored video the joke, on the crew though.
0: channel that's going to come out in like what two or three weeks or something yeah. like that
3: two weeks um, Well, is it two and a half? Because there's been so much Falcon drama so far. I mean, I don't know if this video is ever gonna fly off the ground, dude. I don't know if it's ever gonna soar, dude. There's been so
1: much Falcon drama. Who knew, dude, that there could be so much drama? Okay,
0: so first off, I mean, the drama is not related to our context, (laughs) kind of. No, um, so first off, we we you know we've had this uh, deal in the works for a while. We're gonna put it on a drone and do like a Star Wars thing. We're like, eh. Then we got the idea of putting it on a bird of prey, and I was like, ooh, that's kind of <laughs> no cool. one's ever done like I mean, we, we a but that's the thing. We've seen GoPros on like eagles and hawks before. Eh. But I was like, I've never seen a camera on a peregrine falcon before, the world's fastest animal. Let,
3: let alone like peregrine a falcon good Falcon's quality camera. Mm-hmm.
0: That's the one that dives at like a bajillion miles an 250 hour. Two hundred and fifty miles an hour. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Wait. Two hundred and forty miles an hour is the list top speed. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was like hundred and twenty. No, that's that's the that's the that's how fast people fall. Birds are more aerodynamic than people, so they go faster. You me, tally- Wait, just, so they just hold on. Plow right into the
2: ground yeah. to get the worms. You're tally- yeah. this bird? <laughs>
1: yeah. This bird can dive at two hundred and forty miles an hour. Yes. Yeah. I gotta. I, I need a
2: second. I gotta to like- see this. Yeah, (laughs) from first person with a camera attached to it.
0: Well, that's the thing. So that's that. that we were like, man, this is such a great idea. If we could put this on a Peregrine Falcon, that'd be amazing. So uh, we threw a call out to action on Twitter and got a hold of uh, this woman named uh, Maya Higa, who is a a big-time influencer, uh, really big in the whole uh, uh, ecological uh, preservation uh, space. Uh, She just started this foundation, raised a bunch of money for it. Like, really impressive stuff for someone who's like, 22 years old wow. she's um, ryan Hagas'
1: cousin i believe no no she's no not. i'm serious i'm serious i thought she was i I, okay, Christian. I, thought she was. I could i could totally be wrong i could totally be wrong i apologize if she, if, if i'm wrong i thought you were joking i, thought, I didn't no, think there's any relation joking. i i'm i'm serious maybe
0: there is i mean uh ryan's hawaiian i don't know if she's hawaiian or not but let uh, me just look
1: i think she is christian's on it christian's on
0: it they do share the last same name um the, the same last name
3: <laughs> so you guys were gonna fly out to what yeah. texas so
0: she lives in texas now uh she has this falcon that she rescued last november uh named i think his name is orion and uh she's been she rescued him she's been rehabilitating him and we reached out to her and uh we started working um on basically details to make this video together and she has this master falconer who is her uh, what do you call what, what do you call that role christian um uh a sponsor
1: um, According to filmifeed.com slash wiki slash maya-5, she is a cousin of Ryan Higga.
0: All right. All right.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so she's a Twitch
0: streamer. Cool. Uh, she has a YouTube channel. There's uh, a bunch of stuff. Very popular in her own right. I didn't realize they were cousins. And... Just a talent, a family of talent. I honestly thought you just said that as a joke because they (laughs) share the same last name. (laughs) So I was like, okay, come on, we got to actually look that up first. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and so we were going to fly out to Texas and uh, work with her master falconer who has uh, some other falcons that are trained to hunt and we're like, oh yeah, this like for the first time ever, we actually have a camera that is small enough and lightweight enough that we can mount it to the back of a falcon. And yeah. uh, falcons have this thing uh, where, where you can put up to 10% of the weight of the bird on their, on their body. Hmm. And so a, a falcon weighs approximately half a kilo, 500 grams, and this camera is 26 grams. Once you include another four or five grams for the mount and all that stuff, it comes out to 30 grams, which is less than the 10% of 500, which is 50. Mm -hmm. big Mm -hmm. deal you can't put a gopro on a falcon they're too heavy so um i mean you can get a naked gopro which is just a stripped down bare bones version of a gopro that's lightweight enough but it's it's cumbersome because it's a big it's like a flying credit card that's not aerodynamic you can't put that on a falcon come on so that was our idea we're gonna put this on the fastest animal in the world uh through a number of circumstances our first uh trip got out out there got canceled and then our second trip we were actually supposed to leave for texas today we're supposed to be in texas right now um yeah but that trip ended up getting canceled again uh, uh, due to basically the master falconer wasn't okay with the size of this camera on the back of that falcon.
3: Wait, you just said that could go on the back of a falcon no problem.
0: Yeah, what you? and you, the weight wasn't the issue. He was saying the profile of it, the drag of it, because it has to face sideways here. He didn't like the, the aerodynamics of it, and he wasn't comfortable with... Uh, the risk it would put his birds at when they start stooping, which is like a, like a dive, I think. Mm. And uh, so he just wasn't really comfortable with doing that. So we're like, okay, no big deal. Uh, fortunately, Maya has uh, friends out here in California that were willing to work with us on this. So we are now working with them. And uh, we, we had a conversation with them a couple times. Uh, they, they seem really cool. They have a whole foundation out here. Uh, I'm going to be learning so much about uh, birds of prey and falcons in about a week when we go up there to shoot this. I'm very excited Peregrine That's really awesome, awesome, man. I, I'm, really, I'm really excited
1: animal. for you guys. I remember when I was in uh, elementary school, um, we got taken to a nature center and the, there was a falconer there that had uh, a peregrine falcons. And I know they're not as big as eagles and stuff, no, but they're, I just they're,
0: remember- Relatively small.
1: Yeah. But I just remember being a kid and seeing one of those things and just seeing it up close, you know, with uh-huh. its eyes and like its- Feathers and its color patterns and just the intensity of it. Uh-huh. It's just, it's like being next to a dinosaur, you know? <laughs> they're so, they're such intense creatures. I mean, they're raptors. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm,
0: I'm definitely looking forward to doing this. Uh, so one of the things I started learning about, so <sighs> it's been a whole process. I don't know how much of this process is going to make it into the final video, but I had to basically design a mount to put the camera on the back of a bird. And they sell these backpacks from Marshall Radio Laboratories, or I think that's the name of them. Falcon backpacks. Um, yeah, Falcon backpacks. What? It's basically just a <laughs> tiny little piece of plastic they put with a like ribbon, sleeping bags in there. Yeah, so like yeah They water put their, their daily rations back yeah. there. You a little know, little uh, ration
1: <laughs> pouch. Yeah, little mice, mice. Trons. Put a dead mouse in there.
0: <laughs> and so what I ended up doing is I took one of the, the mounts that come with this camera, and I was going to glue it to the back of this. We ended up just buying our own backpack, uh, Falcon backpack. It's a thing you can buy. And so I was, I was going to glue it to the back of that, and we're going to ship it out to them so that they could put it on. Or just actually, no, originally, we're just going to bring it with us. And then when it comes time to shoot, we're going to put them on. What we learned is that they don't take these backpacks off. What? Almost ever. Are they like fused? No, they take them off every two years. What? Whoa. Wow. Yeah. Don't they get all sweaty in there? I I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't think birds (laughs) sweat, Uh, but so it's a thing. You don't want to touch these birds much they can get distressed easily and so you you kind of just don't really do much of that so you only do uh, it when you have to so every couple of years they change out the backpacks and that is yeah so wow. basically fun fact i had to come up with a new way to mount this thing to the back of a bird i was like okay so they have we, we came up with the spring system um and so a spring system it, it, what does that mean? It's a spring system that clips into the backpack. So the backpack stays there and the camera can be removed. Minimal amount of so tampering. It already has a backpack on it. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's for the GPS. You can't fly a, one of these birds without a GPS unit.
1: That, that, there's so many laws
0: what? and rules and regulations surrounding...
1: Yeah, they might <laughs> Yeah they might get lost Back uh, into the wild from whence they Came
0: no I'm not kidding that's a thing and that's That's the concern
1: dude I hate the government regulating
3: my falcons (laughs) Uh,
0: And yeah And so I you know I was I was like okay So um but Yeah so the downside to that is that now the lens is like Right up against the back originally I had the thing pointed out Like a dragon rider on the back of the bird (sighs) But that was not gonna work uh, Ergonomically for the bird because again The safety of the birds is our primary Consideration so
1: so where are you the, gonna put the camera now
0: it's just resting on the back of the bird like this uh okay sideways gotcha. sideways nice. okay. yeah facing forward but sideways so you and still
3: think that's gonna get you like that i think super it'll still get us some angle. pretty sweet
0: footage yeah okay. i'll have it tilted back a little bit so you don't see nothing but the bird <laughs> um nothing but the bird so how far away
2: are we from being able to wear a visor <laughs> and watch for the birds sing oh my god <laughs> how far away are we from having a Dude, you could be the your first hands, human you fly the bird. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah. You, the you, you mount these little nerve things to the back sees. of the wings, so you just press
0: a button, and the bird's like, ah, <laughs> and it causes them to swoop left. You're like, I'm flying the bird. Oh, this but you're just gonna awful. love that. This, yeah. this sounds. Yeah. Peter would be all over us Are just for okay? making that joke. Um, so, so uh, what's your question? I, I'm wondering about the GPS thing. Okay. So I, again, <laughs> I know very little about. What goes into falconry and all this stuff, but apparently it's like, yeah, they 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 usually wear two GPS units, two separate ones, and huh. it's it's like you literally are not allowed to train and fly these types of birds without a GPS unit in case they do get released into the wild. It's it, what I've come to learn <laughs> is that, um, like, the bird space is yeah. intense. <laughs> it's cutthroat. Uh, yeah. So w- something that i learned with talking with uh, these people uh and yeah I, I i don't know if i want to say their names just yet uh, yeah is that there's uh you cannot use native birds commercially you can't okay. use them to advertise something mm. And, again, I can't remember the specific details. It's, it's, yeah. it's a weird law. <laughs> it's bird and, law, man. Come and, on. And, and so because of law? that, then, uh, a peregrine falcon, a kestrel, they are native to uh, North America, and so they cannot be used commercially. So as soon as they realized that this was a commercial video for, because oh it's advertising gosh. this camera. Wow. Uh, they're like, yeah, that we can't you do that. You are kidding me. Um, and it's like, oh, gosh. And, okay, so I was like, okay, fine so be it this oh. is such a good idea hold up that what if we okay. just get rid of the brand integration what if we just hold say it. this is not a brand video we are no longer doing this as a brand thing they are not going to pay us any money this video is a really cool idea what if we do that and they're like well you're technically still making money by putting it on youtube and it's like oh no you're right uh, so <laughs> what about we cannot, what about maya she she has a whole youtube channel based on It's a on gray burning. area apparently it's it's uh varying levels of grayness well Okay. This, I <laughs> object. I object. There has to be sense. a certain level of educational value in the video, dude. You, you, you cannot, gotta. It's, it's, it's anti-exploitative. You don't want to exploit yeah. the Who, birds, and that's the the premise behind these. Who's rules. like? Don't exploit
1: the birds. I, I totally get the idea of like let's preserve the wildlife Definitely. and let's not let's not uh, yeah exploit them. And they're they're the experts, so they know what's up. Can can you tell somebody that they can't do that, though? You know, can you tell somebody that they can't make a video with, like, a bald eagle? So
0: here's how. Basically, Uh, you would lose your license and your birds would be taken away. Mm. They're going to take my birds away. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, that's what they said. They're like, we, I mean, it's... You know, this is a crazy Apparently, space. I, apparently I, there's I a whole to... bunch of falconers out there Dude. that are ready to bite each other's ankles and are like if you make one what? step out of line, you're going to get reported by another falconer. That's why I'm saying it's like there's like apparently a whole bunch of like Dude. I don't know, again, I do not know much about this space. I might be making yeah. stuff up accidentally. I do not intend to. My intention making this video when we go up there is to learn as much about all of this as possible and to relay that to our audience as much as best as so, possible. So that's why we're able to do it. Yes. Interesting. Oh no no no, no. Uh, we are not going to be using a peregrine falcon. Oh uh, yeah. So that's the disappointment factor there. Uh but uh I forget the name, the specific uh species of falcon but there's a
2: spurgan falcon. falcon <laughs> they have another
0: uh they have another falcon <laughs> that is basically just as fast. It's a Middle Eastern type bird and so because the, it's not native basically to North America, just fast
3: Peregrine Falcon. <laughs> why don't we just fly somewhere
0: else then? Well, wait, get the Peregrine? Do you want so, to go overseas? Yeah, let's like... do it. <laughs> no, I, I guess what I'm saying is because we're able to use this other bird, now we can actually keep this as an Insta 360 video. Okay. Uh, there's no regulations in place for that. That's why I'm just like, this is a little odd to me. It's strange. So you can um, exploit one bird, just not the other bird.
1: Cool. Yeah, totally. that's what I, that's my, that's where I'm going. Okay, I I know you don't know a lot about this space, and I'm not trying to like yeah.
0: What Ren? Tell me everything
1: you know about falcons. Okay, so
0: Jake Christian uh, just just brought this up. It's true. Apparently, for like movies and commercials and stuff, if they need to have a certain type of bird, like I forget if it was a raven or a crow, uh, that's native that a certain type of raven or crow that's like native to America, they take this other bird and dye it black. (sighs) Wow. And use them in these movies. No. Again, I do not know if that means like the crows from Game of Thrones are all freaking dyed black. Or no, Dude, actually probably not because they filmed in Galway. Can I and, do
1: a legal deep dive on this? Ireland. Please. Yeah. Yeah, this this tell us so about Birdlaw, man. Imagine people being
0: about, about, like, about this passionate
2: about building safety.
0: They are! <laughs> there are there, they are! They are! Are they? They are! Dude, every building in Los Angeles got retrofitted to be able to withstand earthquakes. Oh, I thought you said a bird smack. <laughs> like when a bird
1: smacks into it. A condor comes flying in from New Zealand. <laughs> like, Whoa. I also don't understand... I- I think we're far too uneducated to judge this right now. Yeah, in any way. In I, I'm, But I, I'm just yeah. I, the, the the initial my initial gut of like, well, you can exploit these birds, but not these ones—is also very weird. I mean, do you
3: think it's like for like? And do you like think they have those the birds? Same laws like... in well, th-
0: I mean, Jake, does it really sorry, surprise Nick. you that you're not allowed to exploit American birds, but immigrant birds are free game?
1: Well,
3: basically, uh, sums up bit. the system. It seems like.
1: So, uh, you? you it, what if you own like a bear dude this no. is a whole other type of make sure it's, it's a bear
3: bear not a here bear okay
1: because <laughs> like, there's there's people that own bears you know like yeah. in, in and th- who owns a bear
3: like russian people
0: there yeah. are people i mean joe penna uh got in contact with the person who owns a polar bear
1: for his. why movie. would you want to yeah. own that dude it's so there's my, people who extra. own grizzly bears yeah, My dude. dad knew a guy growing up that owned a black bear that was in the beer that was in the these beer commercials.
4: Hmm. That's yeah. pretty
1: cool. And it, like you, it was like super chill. Um, he used to bring Those it to the drive-in cool. theater, and it used to watch the movies sitting in the back of his truck, like with his he- hands on the on the hood, and like sit up there and and watch the movies. But, anyways, is this the true <laughs> for all animals? No, no, no. It's just specifically uh, these. I don't know how far it
0: extends if it's just falcons or if it's just American birds of prey or if it's just American flying wildlife. I'm mm. not exactly sure at all. These are questions I'm going to
1: ask these falconers when I meet them. Dude, mm. I am so I'm I'm so enraged at the animaniacs right now for like exploiting pigeons like they did for so many years in
2: their <laughs> the cartoons. In their cartoons. <laughs> yeah, K- I will say K- after watching. Uh... Tiger King or whatever that was, like, mm. anytime I see a YouTube channel where it's somebody, like, with big cats, even yeah. if it's, like, a sanctuary and, like, but they're anthropomorphizing the cats, like, I'm cuddling with my friend. He's so glad I'm home. It's just, it feels so weird. I yeah, I would it.
1: never, I would never own a wild animal, but that's just, uh, it's interesting. My grandparents,
3: really good family friends, like, best friends, live down in Orange County, and they, for, like, 30 years, own two, choppers. Owned two Sorry. lions. Really, really, yeah, like house lions, like the, the, house lions. Yeah, like yeah, they, they the had a big, ones. <laughs> they had a big, they had a big lab dog, and it was like best friends with these lions. And they would like sleep on their bed. They were totally house trains just like you said. But like, were lions? They were chill ass, just like huge lions, dude. And there's like photos, like of them just over there, and there's like a lion on the ground just lying down, Just li- like a lion lying they, they around had a little pen. Like, well, they, they had space. Look at like, that lion
0: lying there. Yeah.
3: But, like, it was so crazy to me as a kid. I was like, who are these lion people? And how do they <laughs> have lions? I want that. You know, like, what?
0: But, well, like, remember, the, what, is it, it can 20th, be done. Who, is it 20th Century Fox that had the lion? Or is it who, lion? MGM? MGM. MGM, MGM. Yeah. And their, their, the logo with the the lion roaring. Yeah. Have you seen the behind-the-scenes photo yeah. of, like, the lion on the set? And, like, literally the filmmakers like, four feet away from this lion. Eventually Basics that lion like, ended up, uh, I think, killing one of them. Really, <laughs> it, 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 it killed someone. Again, I am—I do not have my facts in place here. I very well might be wrong, but I thought there's something about that. So it's like—I mean, same thing with uh, the what's—Siegfried uh, and Roy. Siegfried and oh, Roy, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. We've learned a lot about how to—I mean, people used to mistreat wild animals like horribly. There's a reason
0: why regulations become regulations. Right,
1: right. Yeah, I get that. And I see that side of it. I just, I don't understand it. It seems so perplexing and weird that, like, my lawyer brain is all over it right now. But anyways, <laughs> um, so, we're, so you're filming with a Middle Eastern raptor. Yes. It's a falcon.
0: It's a falcon. Okay. So the main source of disappointment for me comes down to the fact that we cannot we can no longer use the title that I fell in love with yep. because mm-hmm. uh, as YouTubers, you know, we usually try to think of uh, if you want your video to do well, it helps to think of video ideas from a title and thumbnail standpoint. That's a bit of like a YouTuber pro tip there. And so <laughs> when we came up with uh, the title, we put a camera on the world's fastest animal. I was like, that is a Ooh, that's a amazing title. Yeah, and Bro. now we can't use that title because we're not using the world's fastest animal, which is apparently the world's falcon. second fastest animal. So I
4: mean, <laughs> I mean
0: <come> on. <laughs> put a camera on basically
2: the world's fastest animal. <laughs>
3: on basically,
2: <laughs> we, we pretty put much camera on. <laughs> a we basically put a camera
3: animal, on the fastest animal. <laughs> a fast animal of the world.
0: So we, I don't know what our title will end up being, but it'll probably be something along the lines of like we put a camera on a falcon, which is still pretty cool. The thumbnail is going to be awesome. Uh, I'm just picturing, like, a falcon with his wings out, and you can see, like, the camera on his back. Mm-hmm. Um, bam. Hmm. Where was that? Oh, yeah, so uh, I don't know what type of falcon it is. It's a uh, Middle Eastern descent falcon, um, but they have all kinds of birds there. They have owls, they have eagles, they have hawks, they Whoa. have vultures, mm. and we're going to get to see all of them, and Dude. I cannot be more excited about that. I am so looking forward to this trip. That's awesome. When are you guys
1: going? Next week?
0: Yeah, next week. Yeah, but I have to make sure that so Natalie actually designed and made this thing. Does this this is it's not textured. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, basically, I had her mock up a one to one scale version of the go camera, including the weight. This weighs the exact same amount as this camera so that we can send this up along with the mount that i'm making to these falconers ahead of time mm. to give the falcons as much time with the weight shape and ergonomics of yeah. the camera as possible so that they can get more comfortable with it so that when it comes time to actually shooting they're not like distressed we need to do like a
3: rocky style montage of the falcons yeah, like training with, the, Dude, with yes. the camera punch zooms and <laughs> yeah. stuff
1: on them training and trying to <laughs> flap their wings with it on and hopping yes. around in slow-mo oh yeah
3: Soaring. That's all. Yeah.
1: High. And then.
2: We're frozen. Oh, we might. Our video Uh-oh. recording might be crashing. Oh no. <laughs> you guys
1: aren't frozen to me. Our digital
2: video. Yeah, indeed. OBS
1: crashed. Uh oh. I'm dang. still rolling on my end. What does that and, mean? And these
0: cameras are rolling too. Does that
1: mean we need to restart the whole video?
0: <laughs> no, no, no. We got we got backups on these cameras. It's just a workflow thing to make it quicker. So. Thanks to a computer problem, Christian might have to work overtime. Uh, <laughs> uh, no
3: can, you do, can you still do switching, Christian? It's done. I feel like Dobie is trying to find other ways to infiltrate our lives okay. now that we've switched over partially yeah, to resolve. He's,
1: he's pissed at us he right is. now. He is. I can feel <laughs> he's the out for blood. Yeah. yeah.
0: Hopefully. So, oh, my God. Hopefully wow. oh, it, almost fits really fits. Well. it almost fits. Oh. dude those
3: resin printers are so cool i need one wow yeah
0: dude resin printers are really cool i've and the price point is crazy now dude they're they're finally at a point where they're actually affordable we had the form 2 printer which was a resin printer we had that like what four years ago
2: Mm -hmm. and that was
0: like a two or three thousand dollar printer and
2: they only loaned it to us
0: yeah they asked for it back we had to give it back
2: and now they which probably just got like hundreds of fun. them sitting around. Uh, <laughs>
0: yeah. And now the printer that we have upstairs, the Elegoo or whatever, is like a $250 <laughs> yeah. printer, which is crazy. Pretty yeah. crazy. That is The only nuts. thing I hate about resin printing is the mess. Uh, and here, I'll give you the other camera It's so too. smooth. Ready, this looks
3: injection molded, dude. Like
0: She did sand it down. So oh, okay. it's, it's, okay. it's okay. going to okay. be a little okay. smooth. But not everything of it, like the lens part of that thing. Don't, don't, it's, it's glued. Oh.
3: I did didn't do it. Did you, did you just pop it open? <laughs> no. You sure? I didn't get it apart. Okay, no, good. That's fine. Because it's glued.
0: Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you broke the glue for a moment. Oh, okay. see that? Let me try to pull it apart. <laughs> that's what I do, You almost dude. just undid uh, all like of Natalie's work. <laughs> uh,
3: I love how this looks like a little like half or a little portal turret. It, or something. it totally
0: does look like a portal turret.
3: Or a little, uh, what's it, Wally uh, Eve? Yeah, Evie? Eve. Evie? Eve.
0: Yeah. The renderer. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Uh, what so was what was what were we talking about literally just a moment ago? Law, resin printers. Resin printers resin yeah. Printers. So the resin printer resin that we printers. have is like 250 bucks. The only thing I don't like about resin printing is it's a like mess. Goop. You have to you have all this goop and what you don't use you have to put back in the thing and if you leave it out too long it starts curing and it's like it's it's a bit of a thing. And then on top of that you have to like rinse it with alcohol then you have to bathe it in UV light but uh Elegoo also makes this other product that literally allows you to wash it in alcohol and then bathe it in uv light uh one after another so it helps simplify the process traditionally <laughs> with 3d printers you got like you melt the little plastic and you just like have this little head that goes and lays stuff down and that's like at, these days that's like so little fuss that you can pretty much print anything um
1: yeah it's great yeah it's pretty like wild
2: nothing. hey nico oh I'm getting singled out here, Nico. Uh hey, oh, hey, Nico. Oh. I was just trying to blend into the background. <laughs> I mean, you kind of do with that shirt. And yeah. <laughs> hey, Nico, are you
1: there? Actually, I only see a head that looks like Nico back there.
2: What what what's up, Jake? I'm here.
1: <laughs> um, what are you working on, man? I want I, I want to hear what you're working on too. <laughs> we're working on some final, like, end-of-day end checkups here with uh Yeah,
3: exactly. Jake. Jake's like, but seriously, what are you what are you doing? <laughs> Do you like that? <laughs> you <laughs> like that? You yeah, yeah, we're no longer doing a podcast. <laughs> we're doing a real
2: work meeting now. <laughs> uh, I'm working on setting up a, a location for this video we're doing on the Corridor channel, um, which is going to be done in Unreal Engine. So uh, you guys have been obviously hearing us talk about Unreal Engine a whole bunch. Uh, a lot of this is in prep for Local Zero, which is a show that was greenlit on the site. Um, Wait, Tim, did you say for the we, Corridor channel? Yeah, for the corridor channel. That's right, guys. That old relic. That's right, guys. Our biggest channel that gets the most views and the most subscribers every day. (laughs) The corridor Corridor channel, channel. (laughs) our (laughs) breadwinner.
1: Which, by the way,
2: I I only started watching corridor
1: crew, and I didn't realize there was all these videos that you guys have made from all
2: these years that I'd already seen. That's my favorite comment to read. It's like, wait, you guys have another channel? What? Wait, you guys made these videos? Wait, you guys did
3: the Minecraft video?
0: Yeah. I I had this guy hit me up, so the uh, DJI just came out with a new FPV drone, and I posted a video to my personal YouTube channel, first time in a very long time, of just me flying through some trees, and I crashed that drone at the end of the video, and so this uh, reporter from the UK reached out to me from, uh, I forget the name of the, in, 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 anyway, um, He uh, reached out just to ask some questions about it and and to ask, like, who I was and stuff like that, and I I told him, you know, I'm from Cordo. We made this video, the Boston Animics video. I was like, oh, I wrote an article about that last year, (laughs) Uh, basically about that exact video. He's like, oh, I didn't know that you uh, did that.
2: (laughs) So what's the plan plan here, Nico?
1: What's the plan with this video? All right. What's the point?
2: The plan with this video is that... Digital Trends is the name of the publication. Um, So... Oh, screw it. I'm just going to spoil the video a little bit here. Whatever. (laughs) All right. I mean, it's not that groundbreaking. I've read the comments. People love that we spoil stuff for them. Do they? Yeah. (laughs) I read the comments, too. I should have known that answer. No, there's always like one
0: or two comments that are like, I don't like that you guys talk about the upcoming video before it's out. And I'm like, I totally get that. But we're trying something.
3: I mean, mean, we're talking about about
0: what we're doing, you know? (laughs) Yeah, we're just talking about what we're doing right now. And and, and, uh, what we're doing is what's coming out on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, uh, not this, though. We're talking about this. The premise for this video is that, um, you know, in a video game, how you can get shot a thousand times and your character's fine, not a big deal. Yeah. But then it'll it'll cut to a cinematic Ah! and, like, the bad guy points a gun at you and your character's like, whoa. Don't shoot! <laughs> you know, suddenly it's, it's a big deal. Like, I guess yeah. now this one bullet is now going to kill him. Uh, so this video is about that, where there's an unstoppable dude that the goons can't stop until they get a camera pointed at him, and mm. it enters a cinematic. And he's like, "Wait, what are you doing?" Oh no, I'm in a cinematic. It's like, "That's right, <laughs> we got ya, trapped <laughs> gotcha. you, trapped uh, you." And then he find the main character finds that his long lost passion is acting. Um, <laughs> so we, uh, I'm setting up an environment for this, uh, and it's basically it's a pre-built environment from the Unreal Store that's free. It's this factory environment, but I'm going through and just tweaking the lighting and the settings and making it look a little more cinematic and making the light look nicer because Unreal has real-time ray tracing, which is awesome because it's basically all the exact same technology from Mental Ray, which is the renderer that I learned back when I was in my early 20s and late teens. Uh, and you know, wait, why is Mental Ray the comparison and not
0: something like Octane?
2: Because uh, something like Octane these days is basically what's called a path tracing engine where everything is shooting rays out into the scene. Uh, The camera shoots rays out into the scenes. The lights shoot rays out into the scenes. The scene shoots rays out into the scenes. Like everything (laughs) shoots rays and it takes a long time to render. Well, it doesn't take that long to render. It takes some time to render. Um, But what you get out of it is a perfectly accurate scene because there's no check boxes to check. There's no settings to futz. You either render it or you don't It's It's
0: just either photoreal or it's not
2: (laughs) Yeah No it's either photoreal or it's not rendered (laughs) Exactly Uh, everything acts like light is supposed to do, which is actually, this, is, this trend was started with something called Maxwell render back in the day. I remember experimenting with Maxwell Render on uh, the Lord of the Rings video we did because yeah. I was trying
0: to render the blood using Maxwell, but it was so slow. And I also didn't have a license for it, so I couldn't.
2: <laughs> just had a big watermark like, I, on the blood. I, yeah, I exactly. The first <laughs> renders for Maxwell renders being like, oh my God, this looks so good. Why is that? It, like They were the first ones to be like, all right, lights. You can't just put an object that says it's a light in the scene. That's not how lights work. Lights are actually emitted from surfaces and things that that are glowing. So if you're going to have a light in your scene, you need to like like a softbox that we have in here. It's like now if you want th- those to light up your scene, you actually have to build a model that has a texture that emits light or you know have a light with like a lens shape to project the light. You actually have to physically have a light in your scene. You can no longer just have an imaginary light that's just shining light, but the light doesn't exist because that's you don't get photorealism with that. Um, and Maxwell Render was one of these first things to have like texture-based lighting, where you're, everything that's in the scene bounce, creates light. Because at the end of the day, a white wall that has light bouncing off of it and a white softbox that's just turned down low are doing the exact same thing.
0: Was Maxwell an mm-hmm. unbiased renderer?
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah.
0: Because technically, like, Octane and Redshift are not fully unbiased. Yeah, but for all intents and purposes. They are, yeah, they are.
2: Yeah. Um, so, but before that, before that, you had Mental Ray. Uh, there's a couple other renders. That are, and and Ren- V-Ray. V-Ray. Um, render Man. Render Man. Arnold. Brazil.
0: <laughs> wait, wait, what? Brazil. Brazil. That Brazil was a render? hmm
2: huh. Yep, I, I use that I one a bit, that. too. Brazil was really nice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, mentioning mentally- you on your Sao Paulo set- settings? <laughs> of course. Uh, I think Brazil was, like, the first one to have, like, Final Gather built into it and stuff. Uh, I could be. I'm probably wrong. I was, you know, like, 13 years old. No, <laughs> I was more like 15 years old doesn't matter those are only two years apart um <laughs> it like a long time back then uh anyways where i'm going with all this is that the programs like mental ray um your 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 scene was lit or rendered using a combination of different techniques so like when you're playing a video game you're not doing path tracing you're not doing the full-on light simulation because t- it just takes too long to render each frame so you have a lot of little like math shortcuts that get you close to the same effect. Like, for example, let's say you have a 3D sphere and you have a, a point that represents the light in your scene. Well, you know, you could do path tracing. You shoot rays off that point and to all 360 degrees. Well, I guess there's more than 360 degrees when you're talking about three dimensions. But, you know, you could have that point shooting rays in every direction. You could calculate which ha- rays hit the sphere, where they bounce, what the value is, etc. Or you could just take a measurement on the surface of that sphere, measure how much that surface is pointed at the light or pointed away from the light and just apply that to a black and white scale, a gradient, Mm, mm -hmm. you know? So that's, that's the shortcut. And those kind of rendering shortcuts are what's happening in video games. And that's what happened in old render engines. And so mental ray was kind of one of these engines that straddled both worlds where you had all these like rendering shortcuts the basic math versions of rendering. And then you had the initial like ray tracing where, you know, lights shoot rays and those rays bounce off things that reflect. And there was ray tracing engines in the nineties too. But then there's also things like Final Gather and, you know, global illumination, ambient occlusion, which represents how, you know, light bounces off surfaces surfaces and lights up shadows. You had aerial lights, lights that didn't have to just be a point but could have size and therefore they would influence the softness of the shadow. And all these kind of different things that started stepping towards that realistic, photorealistic, you know, world of rendering. But it wasn't quite photorealistic because you had to guess where the balance was between your ray-traced stuff and your global illumination stuff, and then, like, the old-fashioned rendering hacks that you'd use to, like, you know, get your shadow maps to look a certain way or get your surfaces to look a certain way. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm just, like... Our poor audience right
0: now, we, like... This podcast, we have talked. We've gotten really deep into the weeds of render engines, of Falcon drama, of, of anime, like anime scale. <laughs> yeah,
2: and now I'm talking about render engines. <laughs> Anyways, so the thing, I'm I'm just gonna keep going. So you guys just hold on. No, all I'm right? super down. I love this. So the thing is, you know, when you're shooting out rays like from lights, and you want to measure, you know, what the rays hit, what the surfaces they hit, you know, what the shadows are like. You need to cast a lot of rays to eventually average out the results you're getting to not have an image that's all grainy and noisy. Uh, You need to shoot thousands and thousands of rays to eventually just, you know, have covered every single pixel many, many times over and have everything average out and be smooth. Uh, And NVIDIA was like, what if we just trained an AI on that specific noise pattern to denoise it? Like, what if we just rendered a shot of a scene with all the samples turned up all the way, and what if we rendered that same shot with all the samples turned down all the way, and we just taught an AI to make the two look the same, which is an actual Mm. super approachable way to train an AI. So they came out with a denoising system for ray tracing, where you could do a lower-sampled ray tracing scene, then Mm denoise it using AI, and have it look like it's a higher-sampled version of itself. Yeah, make it look all smooth and and
0: crispy and
2: yep so this is what you have in real-time ray tracing in video games these days um plus the fact that the cards themselves are getting fast enough that they can actually shoot out a considerable number of rays in real time even without the denoising the denoising right, is just yeah. like an extra hmm. perk on top of that
0: yeah so much of this has been only possible because of the new line of GPUs, starting with the the t- 2000 series now yeah. the 3000 series yep. they're the architecture of those cards are specifically geared towards being able to shoot out tons of rays really quickly exactly. and denoise them i guess. Yep. Um, Whereas like the the previous line, like the 1080, the 980, and down uh, below that, they were you know very good graphics cards for the time, but they couldn't handle this
2: type of calculation. Yeah, all the 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 hardware on those cards are made fast for the, enough. They're made for the math of doing those you know those old fashioned hacks for rendering to doing that quickly, as opposed <laughs> to shooting out rays and doing the geometry of rays quickly. Um, but what's really cool is that all this real-time ray tracing it's basically the exact same settings as when i build a scene in mental ray when i was like 15 years old except now it's just all happening in real time so i've gotten to see that jump in graphics or so it's not like a new technique it's not like well we're you know we figured out a new type of math to represent light and it's faster like you know that stuff happens all the time uh not necessarily in terms of light but in terms of like computer science you know the math yeah. behind, like, optics and rendering
0: hasn't exactly changed that much no, in the last, the like, 20, 30 years. It's all, like, in th- it's, it was for the longest time just theory, but, like, we you know how light works is basically just geometry.
2: Yeah, exactly. So we reached the point finally where the math that I was doing back then can happen in real time more or less the exact same way it was happening back then but it can happen at 30 frames per second now on my computer yeah, that's,
4: that's pretty crazy which is
2: crazy so now i can build these scenes and just be like oh that's too bright let me move the light over there let me move this here oh that looks pretty let me move this oh that looks really nice let me move the camera over here Ooh, that's extra shiny i like that like i can't i couldn't do that back then you know you'd render it and you'd guess and you're like okay that looks nice well i guess i'll commit to this one because to find another angle is gonna take me two hours i yeah hated mental ray
0: <laughs> a, i hated it so much that i did not get into 3d rendering until
2: octane came out yeah it sucked you have to like find so many like you have to check this box you have to flip this setting it was overwhelming set
0: this setting like because it, it was like you want anyone who's getting into like 3d rendering they want to make their stuff look realistic they want to make it look as real as possible but with mental ray you know it's it's just a whole giant list of check bar- check marks and like sliders and stuff just to kind of like Ride the line between making something look realistic and not take a million years to render, but also like some of those things, you don't know what they they did or what like it was so confusing for someone who's just getting into 3D rendering that it was so overwhelming, and <clears> uh, that was why I think we're seeing so many artists getting into 3D rendering now is because Octane and and others like it, you know, Arnold uh, Redshift, like you're saying, it's like it's just on, and you, like <laughs> you throw a, you you make a scene, you throw down a texture, you drop in a light. You hit on, (laughs) on, and then it just looks amazing. Yeah. Hey, where's the on button?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, which is great because that's one of the reasons I was able to pick up Octane so much quicker. Yeah, yeah. now in Unreal, this, you know, the real-time ray tracing stuff, it's kind of like Mental Ray, where it's back to sliders and checkboxes. Now we know which... the
0: real reason, why I chose to learn Houdini. <laughs> I mean, you just gave us the re- recipe to crypto art
3: right
2: there, basically. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, you know, for me, it's like going back to like an old friend. It's like, oh, I'm so familiar with all this. Like, I'm fast. I'm quick. I can make it look good. Like I've picked up Unreal Engine, which I'm not very good at, but suddenly I'm pumping out cool renders, and everybody's like, "Whoa, Nico, nice job!" I'm like, "Yeah, thanks." Because <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, like, I'm having a little, a mild crisis here, where it's like, everybody's using Blender and Cinema 4D these days. I'm not very good with Cinema 4D. I know very little about Blender. I learned in 3ds Max, and at this point, like, when I want to do simple things that don't really need a specific program, I'm finding myself yearning for just Getting 3ds Max installed again, just like, oh, I gotta do a quick little model of something. And it's like I can do that in 3ds Max instantly, whereas I can sit there he for two just hours. Like at house, my way like in the movie. closet, with
3: 3ds Max running, dude. Like... He's a, yeah, he's, a, yeah. he's <laughs> on a he's
1: two closet. desktop. Just <laughs> Ivy's
0: like, Ivy opens the door, and you're like, oh, this is so awkward. <laughs> I'm on 3ds Max. I'm so sorry. Close <laughs>
1: the door. Don't
0: tell
3: anybody. Dude, dude, Nico, like, if you want to max out you can
2: dude. well the reason we stepped away from 3ds max is the same reason we're stepping away from adobe right now which is like you know the parent umbrella company gets so big that they stop focusing on like making these programs stable for the people who are making a living off of them and they become like half-assed half-baked buggy things and it's like well gee thanks for thanks thanks for breaking my project or thanks for like i had a deadline yes tomorrow that i was gonna hit and thanks for making a blow that you know i'm paying you guys for these things like sorry this is a rant it's not really focused on 3ds max it's still focused on adobe (laughs) you know it's just one of those things where it's like 3ds max would crash on me all the time and at a certain point i was i was over it and i wanted to learn something else and i wasn't doing a ton of 3d work anymore um you know so it's like let's jump we made the jump to cinema 4d but who knows maybe 3ds max is good these days maybe not i have no idea it's barely changed
0: I looked into it recently and it's got some new features naturally, but it's like it's still roughly the same. Yeah. Whereas Cinema 4D, on the other hand, comes out with pretty banging features every year.
2: Yeah. Like that, you could feel that there was development in Cinema
0: 4D. Yeah. And yeah, for me, the thing that really pushed me over was just like all of these artists that I was following on Instagram, like the community, they're all like, oh, yeah, Cinema 4D, it's great. And the tutorials were all there. It's like, like, okay, I, I feel like I'll have some help if I jump into this. The only reason why I learned 3DS Max. Back in the day, it was because you and Sam knew 3ds Max.
2: That was like literally the only reason why I chose it. Well, it's 3ds Max back then was you know, was to artists like us what Cinema 4D is now to artists. That is true. You know, we're, it was yeah, the most like eight years community ago. supported 3D pack, 3D software out there. Um, it was really accessible. It's really approachable in terms of like how things are laid out. Like you know, mentally you can figure things out. Um, it was free, ish. You can download the student version. <laughs> it was very easy to pirate, too.
0: <laughs> I never had to. I was always able to just get the the, uh, the student version, because they don't actually verify if you're a student. You're just like, I, I'm a student. And you're like, cool, here you go. I'm like, oh, oh cool. <laughs> <laughs> i student. Student, student. I still have my student ID. I did that for the longest time going to movies. Oh, <laughs> yeah. like, oh, yeah, I graduated two years ago, but I'm
2: a student. I remember doing that, too. Yeah. So needless to say, these days, you know, working in Unreal uh, with ray tracing is wonderful. There's still the quirks of like how do you get that clean image? Because one of the funny things is like Unreal, yeah, in Unreal when you render. Because back in the day, when you'd see like Toy Story, um, you know, it's like it looks amazing. The 3D animation is crazy. So clean. Those Mm. (laughs) those toys are
0: so
1: clean.
2: Keeps
0: his room so tidy.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No mess anywhere. (laughs) Um, So one of the things that Pixar talked about that was important to them back then is that they didn't want to have. Any aliasing, no flickering whatsoever. In like, not a single pixel could flicker in their shots. They had to be rock solid. And they're using RenderMan back then. And one of the things that RenderMan did is that didn't use polygons; it used NURBS. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, so like, you know, rather than defining something with like points, you know, like I'm going to define three points, and within those three points, I have a polygon, aka a triangle. Um, rather than doing that, they basically would have mathematically defined curves. And then the computer would subdivide those curves into surfaces as needed depending on how close or far they were from the camera. So you didn't have polygons. (laughs) You just had a procedurally generated surface based on the curves that you defined for your characters. For you math nerds out there,
0: it's the difference between a summation and an integral.
1: (laughs) Yeah, math nerds.
2: All right. So Uh,
0: I think
1: the summary here is that Nico's going back to 3ds Max uh for all programs uh he's just gonna try to do everything out of 3ds max including edit um, and, no, I, uh... I, I do hear you though about
0: the hesitation of like you because for the last two years i didn't really use cinema 4d that much like i would use it for a project here and there like especially through Boston and whatnot but uh clint was always like so into cinema 4d that anytime we had some sort of rendering need he was able to just just take it you know he was Mm -hmm. able to just do it and so as a result i ended up my my cinema 4d skills started atrophying Mm -hmm. and i felt like i feel like i can relate to here it's like you kind of feel like a lack of confidence Mm -hmm. in opening the program to do something because like i don't remember where the button is i don't remember the shortcut for that guys we
1: do not not do things because they are hard (laughs) in
0: this decade
1: (laughs) in this decade all right (laughs) Um, oh, the guitars here the guitars arrived okay, well, hold
0: on let me let me finish I just started uh Ooh. literally it was just like okay I just opened the program and just started trying to make something stupid and like I just did that a few times and it, it was
2: surprisingly quick for it to come back like pretty quick yeah the problem is I still have gaps in my knowledge from when I started learning some cinema 4d you, you made know, got-
0: that you made that really awesome like heart render
2: Last year, using all the basic techniques that I learned, it worked. (laughs) It worked. (laughs) Guys, don't be afraid to learn.
1: Nico, don't be afraid to learn. (laughs) Don't be afraid to learn.
3: (laughs) All the children sing in chorus now. Are you learning anything? Singing
1: along to "Don't Uh, be afraid to learn."
0: Learning how to make a movie. I was learning Blender. Oh, that's right!
3: <laughs> but then I, I made a movie instead.
0: <laughs>
4: it's like but that song I because I got it. high.
0: You know, it's like I was gonna learn Blender, but then I made a movie. <laughs> it's just like no Blender is very approachable
3: for a, a 3D noob like me. Definitely recommend it. Um, 3ds Max. Jake, let's let's no play idea. a song together. Yeah, let's
2: it's, it's song time. Okay, all right. It's song and time. Are we song in right. it? Let's. All right. I'm gonna play, uh, D, uh, D minor 7, and C major back and forth, okay? Wait, I gotta, I gotta get these
1: lyrics out, okay? Okay, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna do a little... We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things, it's not decayed. because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that goal will serve to organize and measure the best of our energies and skills. Because that challenge is the one that we are willing to accept, one that we are unwilling to postpone, and one which we intend to win and the others too. That's the lesson of the podcast today, guys. Thanks for listening consider subscribing.